All right, good morning, Rabboisai. Today's shir, Lili Nishmas, Imi, Marasi, Rusbas, Mordechai. Somebody said, oh, wow, my mother was also after yesterday. Same, no, every day it's my mother. He thought it's my mother's yard site the other day. Um, today's share is being sponsored by our great friend, a new one from South Africa, Ian Meltzer, with massive thanks and Hashem's richest blessings to you, Ellie, and your team for getting me into Gemara, learning, and Rafur Shlema for Mordechai Moshe Ben Freda. So it's a beautiful thing. Uh, like I said, people that started Masechtas Erevin, they're in for a little treat because once we're done with Erevin, it's smooth sailing for a long time. Erevin, I think, I forgot what it is. I think it's Ayin, Erevin, Yevamas, and Nida. Maybe. I don't know. I, I know Nida's in there. I don't know if the middle one is Ayin, the Yud. I don't know why they say it. Okay. Well, the last few daf were a little bit rough. Yeah, whatever. So anyways, oh, by the way, I met Ian's son on Shabbos. It's a coincidence. He, the very good friends with my downstairs neighbor, Donnie Sofer, and it happens to be that Ian's son learns with my son in yeshiva. It's a small world. I don't know. He goes to Barry Klein's. But kids are beautiful stuff. All right, Yishkoyach Ian. It's not the first time he's sponsored. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, and today's share is being sponsored by Tzvi Fine in memory of his grandmother. Bas Avram HaKoyen. The Neshama should have an Aliyah. We have a, uh, a surprise email here from our good friend. A lot of you are wondering, where in the world is Michael Cohen? Michael Cohen, he used to learn in uh, Philly Yeshiva. He's a, is a chash of a lawyer. Where is he? I haven't written in almost five months. Oi, sadly, I took a Shabbos and some of Shabbos. Though I'm not on Zoom, I'm back. I've been sidetracked by a very difficult personal professional struggle, but ultimately realized that disengaging from my commitment to Yoimi cannot help me. You cannot daven, if you don't learn Torah. As soon as I recommitted, I saw Yad Hashem. But of course, like everybody else, when they write email, they have a shtikl hara. I was upset about one thing you said on the Zoom I joined a few weeks ago on my first day back, Erevindaf Yutes. You read an email from someone who said he missed a lot, and you said, so you won't make a scene with everybody in MetLife Stadium, you'll make your own scene v'chulu. Oi, Hashem Yirachim. When you said this, it felt like a punch in my gut. If I heard that he would be making less chash scene alone, he must have been completely discouraged. You must remind people that what Ramosha said, that one can make a scene on one daf, that they will be welcomed with open arms to MetLife. Rubai Kekuloi, please contact this guy and tell him that I will pay for his ticket at MetLife and he'll sit with me and my brothers and celebrate as much as he completed. Sincerely, Michael. P.S. Please ask Yeshua for Mechila. He's been texting me throughout the last few months, asking where I am. I've consistently responded that I found a better Dafyomi Shir with a Magid Shir that's even a more professional Balgaiva than you. I'm assuming he means like he reads four emails about himself, not two. Like, how could he? How's a shaykh to be a more of a professional about guy than me? Wow. Oh? I don't think he got that I was kidding. Classic Amaritz. Oh, nice. And to top it all, we have, he sent me the official airline of the Sheer. So, Yishir Koyach, Michael, we missed you and your graphics. Now, by the way, it happens to be, it is Erev Rosh Hashanah, but because he shtocked me 
I, I'm going to take the liberty. <laughs> you know, it's not a good idea to stuck me. No, I'm an avi. Anyway, so Lamaisa, what I'm trying to say here is, it's only because he called me a Bulgaiva that I have. I wouldn't do this to just a regular average Joe. I think the fact that he, he wasn't learning for five months, he pushed his, his cup is fashtapt. He learned the wrong pshat in the email, in what I told that guy. The, this kid, he's, a, he's a, a fitness model, remember him? And I told him, don't worry about it. You don't have to make a seam on 2,711 daf with everybody. But of course you go to MetLife Stadium. People that don't learn a word of Gemara go to MetLife Stadium. You want to be there with 92,000 people say, Oh, me, of course. That wasn't my point, not to go to MetLife. My point was that just because people finish Shas on January 1st doesn't mean you have to finish on January 1st. I went to your seam, what, a month after, a month before? I don't even remember when it was. Everybody does different times. So he'll finish a month after everybody. He'll make his own seam. He'll feel special about himself. It'll be something unique. But if you go to MetLife, no, Michael. Get back into it. I want to see the, the Kishrin over here. Here's another one from uh, Rebavram Tukotsky. I have a special place in my heart for him because as we, had, we were pushed out of the space measures the first day of COVID, and I came home, and I say this all the time, there was a big, giant box, massive box, with a, a beautiful um, painting, a, a piece of art from, from uh, what's his name? No, the famous artist. No, no, no. Um, it's Yona Weinrib. Beautiful. For my wife, with a plaque in it for the rabbits, and it was beautiful. Anyway, so I have a very special place in my heart. Thank Baruch Hashem, he's still around. And he says, First of all, I want to wish you strength to continue inspiring you around the globe. Your live demonstration the other day with the box and stick was amazing. Also, your idea with cutting down a smartphone use is a wonderful idea. And basically, goes on to say that he made a bit, he. There's a base measure they created in, in Lakewood, base measure Armatasio after his grandfather. He's in the backyard of his son in law, Tzviki Rubenfeld. Kids are to have a working program every evening for, for Balabatim. It sounds amazing. Something that we want to do over here as well one day. And they give food and people come, Chavrus is the whole my son. And this is in Lakewood. And then he says he came up with a poster. And also, if, if, you, have, if you haven't seen this in America, it's amazing. A lot of shuls have this. This is a, a phone locker. Uh, the shul in Chicago at least has, um, you can recharge your phone in every one of these lockers, you take the key. And what he said is that they do a raffle. So based on the number, when they see the key is missing, they'll throw your number in a raffle, and you can win $20, $40 every night. It's a very cool idea. And the shul has this thing right over here. It can wait, lock up your phone. There's nothing on the phone that cannot wait until after your conversation with Hashem. Don't let your internet connection break your connection with Hashem. And... Um, I got this uh, text, huh? Okay. And I got this in a WhatsApp from Jonathan Stefanski. Can't give up the smartphone, but did take upon myself not to use it during davening, at least through Aserisim Yitzhuva. So it's beautiful stuff. People, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi David, um, uh, what's his name? No. What? Leiby's father, no? Bernard David. Bernard David. Yeah, they're Bernard David. He sent me also that uh, it's amazing now without the phone. Cold turkey, not cold turkey, but kids, sir. All right. So we're holding Daf Lamed Ches uh, by the Mishnah. Brand new Perik. Brand new Mesechta. Rabbi, we're starting today. Mesechta's Erevin, Section 2. Rebbe Lezer Oimer. Yom Toiv Hasomuch Le Shabbos. 
You know, it's amazing that we're discussing something that's happening in just a few days. Rosh Hashanah is going to fall out on Sunday and Shabbos as well. So this is basically what the mission is discussing. What's even more amazing is, it doesn't happen very often. It's a real coincidence, Yad that tomorrow's daf, Lamites, the Mishnah, talks about Rosh Hashanah. Even mentions the word Rosh Hashanah. Daf Mem, which is even close to Rosh Hashanah, talks about tefillah. It's beautiful stuff. Today's Mishnah we're discussing is Rosh Hashanah. What did I do with my charts? Oh, okay. Got nervous there for a second. Okay, let's let's call it this chart. You have a like this year. You have a Shabbos and a Yantif. Two days. Is it considered one long Gdusha or it's two separate days? Two separate Gdushas. Gdusha A and Gdusha B. Nafkemina, if I set up one Eruv, does it work on both days? Not only that, could I set up two separate Eruvin? One for day A, one for day B, one for Shabbos, one for Sunday. In other words, I could maybe walk in different directions. If it's considered two different Gdushas, Shabbos is one Gdusha, has no connection to Rosh Hashanah that falls out on Sunday. It just happened to be one after another. So therefore, I, could, I can make an Erev over here, walk 2,000 Amis in this direction, this is the end of the city, and here's the end of the city. This way, on Rosh Hashanah, I'll walk this way. Right? Rosh Hashanah and Shabbos both need an Erev. Do we call it two Gdushas or one Gdusha? It's one long Gdusha, Shabbos, Yantav, all wrapped in one. Starts on Friday night, ends on Sunday night. So Reb Lezer, Oymer, Yantav HaSamach L'Shabbos. I don't care if Rosh Hashanah falls out on a Friday or Rosh Hashanah falls out on a Sunday. But back to back, Shabbos with a Yantav, or Yantav with a Shabbos. Ma'arav Adam Shnei Ruvim. A person can make two separate Eruvim. They have no connection, Shabbos and Rosh Hashanah, Shabbos and Yantav. My first Erev will allow me to go to the east on the first day. Let's call it Shabbos, like in this year. And the next day on Sunday, I'm going to go to the west. Okay, I can do the reverse. Shabbos, I'm going to go to the west. Sunday, I'm going to go to the east. Or, here's a big Chedesh. I want an Erev to last me for 24 hours only on the day called Shabbos. Excuse me. And on the second day, Sunday, no Erev at all. I'm done. I'm only going to use my Erev for for Shabbos. Sunday, I won't have an Erev, and therefore if I don't have an Erev, I could go from my house, I could go in all directions, 2,000 Amas. Not from where the Erev is, 2,000 Amas. I could go up and down, right and left, because I, I don't have an Erev. I'm like a regular city person. Here, there, and everywhere. Here, there, and everywhere. Or, I want my Erev to be Chal on Rosh Hashanah on Sunday, and I don't want anything to happen on Shabbos. It's two separate days. It's two separate Gdushas. It has no, one has nothing to do with the other. It's an amazing thing. For 24 hours, I don't have an Erev. All of a sudden, bam, I got an Erev going. Why? Because I made it up before, before Shabbos came in. I made up my mind I'm going to have an Erev for Sunday. 
So that's if you hold these two Gdushas. So Chachamim will see in the Gemara actually have a Suffolk. But let's call it for now one Kedusha. It starts on Friday night and goes for 48 hours straight. It's one continuous Kedusha. And therefore, whatever you do before Shabbos comes in or before Yontav comes in, that's going to last you for the entire 48-hour period. There's no changing. You can't do two. You can't do one, a half. It has to be one long thing. Now listen to this Lashon, because the Gemara is going to talk about this Lashon here. Or I could go to one direction. For how long? For 48 hours. Or I have everything. I'm all in or all out. Nothing in between. I'm going to make my Erev either to the east, and it's going to last for the entire 48 hours for Shabbos and the first day of Yontif, or the second day, whatever it is, Yontif, or I'm going to put it on the, or zero, but I can't split it up, because it's one long Gdusha. Now, in the first line, no Erev. And then the Mishnah repeats itself. Slightly different Lashon, but it means the same exact thing. Or I'm going to make an Erev for two days, meaning on one side. Before he said, I'm going to make an Erev on one side, meaning for two days. Then the Mishnah repeats itself. Or he's going to make an Erev for two days, meaning on one side, in one direction. It means the same exact thing. And the Gemara explains why it repeats itself. This certainly is word for word as the line read before. Or there's zero. No Erev at all or an Erev for two days. We just had this a few days ago. The Gemara brought this Mishnah word for word. A person is making an Erev for two days. He wants to use one bread, let's say. One loaf of bread. He is concerned that if he leaves it outdoors, in the middle of the desert, a camel is going to come by and eat his bread. What's going to happen if he eats his bread? He won't have an error for the second day. Especially if you hold like Rebbe Liezer, that says two gedushas. But even according to Rabbanon, they hold that you won't have an error for the second day. So what does he do? His shliach goes and retrieves the Erev. He waits until the first day, nightfall. Let's see if we have, we don't really need a picture for this, but. The first day is Shabbos. No, not a good picture. Sorry. Friday is Rosh Hashanah, is Yantav. And the second day is Shabbos. So he, on, on, on Thursday night, he goes and puts his Erev. Waits until it becomes dark. Before Lo'ad The who? Before Lo'ad Yerosh? Yeah, yeah. This is before any of that stuff, yeah. Uh, it's just for, for uh, demonstration purposes only. It's not blue. Usually Rosh Hashanah is purple. But for demonstration purposes, I changed the color. Sorry. So anyway, the point is, it's just a muscle. A muscle. By the way, we did have that Rosh Hashanah falls on Friday and whatever. We said it then. So, let's say Rosh Hashanah falls on, on, on just because this year we have something similar. So that's why I did Rosh Hashanah. 
He's going to put his Erev when? When it's still daytime. He's going to put it down. Wait around. And make sure that the sun goes down. It's night. He's going to pick up his Erev and walk home with it. Why? Because all you need is that Benish Moshes, the Erev should be there. It's Chal. It's a good Erev. An animal could come and eat it. It's okay. And certainly you could take it home whole and bring it home. Then the following morning or evening, he brings his Erev back during daytime, places his Erev in the same place, perhaps even the same bread. And that's Shabbos, uh, Friday night. The sun goes down. Boof. It's an Erev for Shabbos. And then he's going to eat it. Right there and then. He could eat it on the spot. Because it was Royal Achila for a moment during Benesh Moshes. Now, I just want to point out one thing that Rashi points out. We're talking about a shliach. Why? Because we're going to see even today, there's something called that he's ma'arev biraglov. He makes an Erev with his feet. In other words, if you yourself... The, the person that wants to use the Erev is right there at the Makam Shvisa in the desert. You don't need a Chala. You don't need an Erev. You are there. You are kind of Shvisa. You don't need an Erev if you are there. If you are not there, you send somebody with a Chala and say, hey, you, be kind of Shvisa for me. Pretend my residence is over there in the desert. But if you personally are in the desert, that is your Erev, kind of Beraglov. So you're there for a moment during Ben Hashemoshes, you walk home. So this whole story only happened with a messenger, a shliach. Otherwise, you don't need a challah. The first day, the shliach goes there. He makes sure that it's nice and dark. And he takes it, and he brings it back home. So for the second day, he makes sure he's there right before nighttime. And then the sun goes down, it's completely dark. And then he could eat it. Ubaloi, and he comes home without an Erev, but it's okay. You don't need an Erev to be physically there. All you need the Erev to be there is for a moment during Benash Moshe's Veninsa, Mistakr Balichosoi, Mistakr Beiruvoi. So he gained by going there, making an Erev, and he also gained that he's able to, to eat the Erev if he's really hungry. What about this case, Rabbi Isai? First goes Shabbos. The first day is Shabbos. The second day, like an hour. And this year, Rosh Hashanah is on Sunday. Also, pretend Rosh Hashanah is one day. Tomorrow we're going to discuss Rosh Hashanah is the Kedusha Achas, two Kedushas, the two days, one, two. Shabbos. You cannot do this trick on Shabbos. Why? You can't carry. How is he going to carry the Erev all the way home? So what does he do when this situation happens? He brings his Erev right before Shabbos. He waits until it becomes dark. He goes home without an Erev. He can't bring it home. The following day, He's going to go to the Erev and see if a camel ate it. If a camel ate it, then he cannot carry on Rosh Hashanah. No, no tchum. He could go home. Well, there's no tchum. He can't go further this way. He still has the 2,000 Amis of, of his city. He could go. Yeah. But he can't, he can't move this way. But if, it's, if the Erev is there, he knows that it's good, and he can, and he can use the Erev, and he can use, and he used this Tchum. Nechab Arishayin, what if the, the, on the first day, the bread was eaten? It only works for one day, then his second day, he doesn't have an Erev. Don't you agree with me? Look, Chachamim, admit to this line, Chachamim say that if the Erev 
was eaten between the first and the second day. There's no area on the second day. But if you hold that it's one long dusha, so why is the area not enough that it was chal, ben on Friday? This one. If you hold that it's one gdusha, so then one Erev should be enough for both days. You put the Erev down over here right before Friday, and it's a good Erev for the first day. Then it was eaten, it should be good for the second day. Why not? It's one gdusha. So you're telling me that it's not good for the second day. That means you're telling me that it's two separate days, it's two separate gdushas. But it is good. It is good for both days. Oh, I'm sorry, it says, it's not good for the second day. That means it's two Gdushas. Rebbe Lezer has a tremendous taina here. Rebbe Lezer is the one that holds that it's two separate days, I can make an Eruv for one day, and an Eruv for another day, I can go in two different directions. Two different Eruv. If that's the case, so why are you telling me, so it fits in very well, that if I make an Eruv and it was eaten, it's not good for the second day, because the second day needs its, its, its own Eruv. If an Erev is good for two days, that means it's one Gdusha. If an Erev is not good for two days, it's two Gdushas. Chachamim say, it's one Gdusha. So how come it's not good for the second day? Says, so, Great Taina. The Gemara answers the Taina. Now the Gemara is just going to discuss that language in the Mishnah that was repetitive. When the Mishnah says in Chachamim that you go to one direction, for how many days? Mainiu. Lishnei Yomim. Obviously, it's talking about that you go in one direction for two days. Lishnei Yomim. Mainiu. And the following line it says, you put it for two days, the area for two days. Obviously, you want to go to one direction. So the mission is repetitive. Says the Gemara, okay, you're right. I'll prove to you that it's two gdushas. Why? Because look, could you make one Erev until afternoon and then another Erev from afternoon to the evening and go in two different directions? Obviously you can't. So therefore, So that's what they meant in the first lesson. So you look at the Mishnah. You can't, you can't make, you can't split a day in half so you can't split two days in half. I do admit to that. And then, So they tell him, if you can't split one day in half, how can you split two days in half? So what's the obvious answer to that? You can't split one day, you can't split a Shabbos and, and, and split, divide the hours in half. Shabbos until Mincha, I'm going to go east. Shabbos after Mincha, I'm going to go west. That's one Gdusha, you can't do that. But on two separate days, says Rebbe Lezer, I could split them in half. They're two different Gdushas. So it makes a lot of sense, says Rebbe Lezer, I could go, on day one, I could go to the east. On day two, I could go to the west. Now, what's Rebbe Lezer's time to Chachamim? Oh, Beraglov means that you are physically there. If a person is physically there, in the desert, where he doesn't even need bread, don't you agree, that he has to come back? It's not good enough to come Thursday night, right before Yontif comes in, and say, oh, I was kind of shvisa here, and then walk home, and then you have an error for two days straight. 
Don't you agree with me that he has to come back Yontif afternoon and, be, and make another Erev physically and be there and say, I'm going to be there for the second day of Shabbos? Okay, now, what about the last line in the Mishnah? What if he placed the challah there on the first day on Yontif and the challah was eaten you admit to me that the Erev doesn't work for the second day. No, that tells me that's two Gedushas. If it was one Gedusha, just like if I place an Erev, Erev Shabbos, for one millisecond of Ben Hashemoshes, it's good to go for 24 hours. So according to Chacham, if I put it there for one millisecond Ben Hashemoshes, it should be good to go for 48 hours. Why do Chacham say it's not good for 48 hours, it's only good for 24 hours? Obviously they have a hole in their theory. Obviously, it's not one long dusha, 100%, because if it's one long dusha, one Erev in the beginning of, of Ben Hashemoshes of Friday should be enough for two days. You're right. Halai Bez Dusha saying continues, Rabbi Lezen says, but no, so this is proof that it's two Gdushas. If you tell me that you, you required a second Erev according to Chachamim, even Chachamim say, for the second day, should we look at the chart again, Stam? If this is one Kedusha, then if I put an Erev right over here, it shall last me through the whole Kedusha. The fact that Chachamim say that if it was eaten somewhere over here, an animal came, came and ate it, this day doesn't have an Erev, that means there's a break here. It's not one Kedusha. Says the Gemara, what's going on here? Rabbanon are not sure if it's one Kedusha or two Kedushas. They have no idea. So that's why they say, let's go L'Chumrah. In every single case, let's take the case individually and go to go L'Chumrah. V'hacha L'Chumrah. So, in this case, which the Mishnah started off at, I cannot put two Eruvim on both. For some reason, the article says Eruvs. I'm not sure. I have to look into it. Why he says Eruvs. Is, shouldn't it be Eruvim? I'm not uh, Israeli, but no. Eruvim plural? I don't know. Tamad <laughs> Chachams. But they know what they're talking about. I'm not going to fight with them, but it was, looked interesting. Anyway, this case, that I want to be makel, I want to put an Erev on either side of my town and walk one day this way and one way that way, say, let's be machmer, it doesn't work. I need to be machmer, because I don't know if it's two kedushas or one kedusha. Let's, in this situation, say it's one kedusha, and therefore I can't divide the two days. One Erev and that's it. That's Chumrah. But in the case that the Erev got eaten up, I can't be makel and say, oh, it's one kedusha, and let one Erev work for two days. Over there, I'm going to be machmer again and say, let him place another Erev. I want to be machmer on him. Let's pretend that it's two kedushas. Wherever it's more chumr, that's what I'm going to use. If, if it, the Chumr is to say it's one Gedusha, I'm going to say it's one Gedusha. If the Chumr is two because I don't know. Chachamar, I don't know situation. The unknown makes you do Chumras. That's what they said. You need another Erev. And what do we call that? We're not going to go into it this second. In two seconds we will. It's a Chamar Gamal. Chamar Gamal. In other words, since you have a Suffolk, you cannot go this way. And you cannot go this way. Perhaps your Erev doesn't work, so I can't go this way. I can only go from my town up until the Erev, and from my Erev back to the town. I can't go 
to the other direction of my city. I can't go this way. Well, I could go a little bit this way, halfway through the city. That's a different sugya. But just let's make it easier. I cannot go this way because perhaps my Erev worked. My Shvisa, I, my, I reside right here by my Chala. So I can only go this way. I can't go past my town to the other direction. But perhaps this doesn't work. My, my Shvisa is in my town. So I can only go here. So I'm stuck between a camel and a donkey. That's what Chacham is going to say. In other words, Suffolk. Chamar Gamal is, is a Lushan of Suffolk. Because it was eaten. It was eaten. No, it was eaten. Yeah, in, this, in a situation that was eaten. I'm talking about eaten. If it was not eaten, then yeah, then I have a... Then I have a then I have an Erev on the other uh, for one day. In other words, I, yeah, I could go to that side. If I make one Erev to the east and one Erev to the west, Chacham say it doesn't work. I have to be choshed for one gedusha. So yeah, that what, that one Erev would work throughout the two days. So now, what what are Chacham saying to Rebbe Eliezer? On Yontif itself. On Yantif, where's Yantif here? If Friday is Rosh Hashanah, could I make an Erev by Tashlech time? Yeah, when do you do Tashlech? First day of Rosh Hashanah? First day. Tashlech. Could I go and make an Erev for Shabbos? No, I can't. Only before. So what do you see? It's one Kedusha. It's, if, if it's two Gedushas, let him make an Erev over here. Let him make it by Tashlich. No, you can only do it before Yom Tov starts, for Shabbos. Why? Because it's one long Gedusha. Amr Lehem Aval, I agree. Halai Gedusha Achasi, doesn't this prove something? That's one Gedusha. Oh, I can't make an Erev on Tashlich for Shabbos. That's preparing for Shabbos on Yom Tov. And I cannot prepare for Shabbos on Yom Tov. That's Achana. What's Achana? Issa, Deiraisa. We're going to see the bad Achana on Omid Beis, but real quickly, I just want to point out Taisus. If Achana is Issa, Deiraisa, how does the Eruv Tafshilin help me to prepare and undo Issa, Deiraisa? How could a Derabonon Eruv called Tafshilin, Eruv Tafshilin, overcome Issa, Deiraisa of preparing? How could I prepare on Yantif for Shabbos? The answer is, says Taisus, because even with the Raisa, I have the concept called Hoyal. I, I pretend that I'm gonna ha- I have guests and I'm preparing on Yantif extra food for those guests and I just by mistake have extra food for Shabbos. So that is what gets rid of the Isidar Raisa and the Taisis all the way at the end. The Ritzbah says something very interesting that when you take ingredients, you're not creating something new, you're just fixing it up a little bit. Whereas the Erev, you're creating something brand new. There's a Noilat here. Taking a bunch of ingredients is not create food. When you cook food, you're not creating something new. So that's not an iser. Anyway, says the Umar, Torah If you decided you want to be cheap, you don't want to bring a, a, a roll there, you want your feet, you want your physical body to be the Erev, so then you have to repeat that process twice. You have to come for the second day also. If his Erev was eaten on the first day, So, we have three shitas here. 
what happens if your Erev was eaten on the first day? As usual, we have the two extremes and we have the middle one that's, common, that's a, a pshara, a um, compromise. Rebbe says, if your Erev was eaten between the first and second day, you cannot use your red. Can't do it. No good. Rabbi Shem Gamliel and Rabbi Shmuel say it is good. One Erev, what do they hold? What are they going to hold? It's one Gedusha, it works. You put the Erev in the beginning, it works all the way through and through for two days. So if the Erev was eaten, Rabbi Yudha says, Chamer Gamal. It's in between. I don't know, it's a Suffolk. So I'm stuck. I can use it between my house and the Erev, and the, the Erev to the house, but that's it. So that's the in-between cheetah. Says the Gemara inside, Nechali if his Erev was eaten on the first day, in he cannot use it at all for the second day. Divrei Rebbe, who is this Rebbe? Rebbe Yehuda, Imer, and Rebbe Yehuda says, Harei Zechamer Gamal. So returning to the Aflamet Chesom, the Bey, sponsored by Asher, Lidin Shmas' mother, Reza Basmin Yomim, we're coming up, the month is almost over, we're switching, we already have two Baruch Hashem. <laughs> no, I don't know, it's a surprise to me. And he says, Rabbi Sai, you could decide to make it a great day. And, by Dr. Atzadik, Mordechai, uh, Dr. Listhaus, Lili Nishmas' father, Mordechai Yosef ben Aaron, the father of the Tzadik. Anyways, Zok Gemara. Now, I didn't say this weird joke uh, when we were learning the Mishnah, but we'll say it now real quickly. The, they say in Maisa, and I have an on this Maisa, they say that uh, Amaritz came to Reb Chaim and he says to Rechai I would like to borrow your Gemara. So Rechai says, I can't lend you my Gemara because you're known in the city. You like to make Ha'aris on the side. You, you have different comment, comments. And then you even sign your name on it. No, no thank you. So he says, I promise you, the Roshiva, I'm not going to do anything. So he says, if you, prom- you promise. He gets to the Amaritz, gets to this Mishnah, to his Gemara, and it says, Chamor Gamal. He looks at it, he says, no, Chamor is spelled with a Vav. Chamor Gamal. Something's wrong here. But he promised Rebbe uh, Chaim he's not going to do it. But he couldn't control himself. Amritz, Amritz. So he writes on the side, Chamar Gadol, and he signs his name. <laughs> so he brings the Gemara back to Rebbe Chaim Velazhener. Chaim Velazhener looks at it, he says, I understand that you, you made a hari, you made a comment, but why didn't you sign your name? <laughs> anyway, so the reason why I don't think it's a true story, even though it's uh, running around the story, Rebbe Chaim Velazhener, he was the, the original Rosh Hashiva in the last, you know, in the, I mean, they had yeshivas maybe in the time of the Gemara, maybe in Rishayim, but they didn't have yeshivas for hundreds and hundreds. Of, he reinstituted the concept of yeshivas. I don't believe that he would shtuck uh, somebody like that. You know, it's not me and Michael Cohen kind of thing going on here. This is Rukhain Velazhar. Therefore, it's, a, it's an interesting joke, but I don't think it ever happened. Anyway, Rukhain Velazhar, the, the, the biggest Talmud of the villain guy, Lamatim, says the Gemara. What does Eimarev mean? You don't need to. You don't need to make an Erev here. In other words, one Erev is enough. It was eaten by an animal. It lasts me for two days. Why? Because Gdusha Achas, it's one long Gdusha. If his Erev is eaten, it's great. Omarav. Says Rav, Halacha Arbos Kenim Halalu Valiva the Rebbelezer. What does Rebbelezer say? Rabbi Yisai, Shnei Gedushas. 
Rebbe Lezah holds, I could put one Eruv for Shabbos and I could go to the east, a second Eruv for Rosh Hashanah, the second day, and go to the west. It's two separate Gdushas. Rebbe Lezah says two Gdushas. I'm going to give you a list of four Tanaim that agree with him. Who are they? Very hard to, to say his name. Even the Gemara later on just says Vachulu. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yochum, and Breika. Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Shimon, and Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Shimon. And the last one here, you see number four, Rabbi Yosi, Bar Yehuda, Stimita, Stimita. So Rashi says Stimita means that a lot of times Rabbi, who wrote the Mishnah, he brought Rabbi Yosi, and he didn't even mention his name. He's a Stam Mishnah. We know Stam Mishnahs were mayor. There are times in Shas where Rabbi brought him as a Stam Mishnah. Rebbeisa, what's going on here? Look at this. Rebbeisa says two gedushas. Who who's number one and number two? Rebbe Shimon Gamliel, Rebbe Shemal. What color is this? Red. It's two gedushas. You can't use one ear for the other day. You have two separate eruvim. Same names, different color. Rebbe Shimon Gamliel, Rebbe Shemal say one eruv for two days. One gedusha. What's going on here? No, what's the tarot? It's based on what we learned yesterday three times. Anybody? Eipuch! Flip. Have to flip the sheet. Okay. And some people say that you take out this name, and you put in instead, Rebbe Lazar. You take out Rabbi Yisistima. Who's Rabbi Lazar? Says Rashi. It's Rabbi Lazar ben Shamua all over Shas. That the name, remember this Rashi for the entire Shas. Anytime the Gemara mentions Rabbi Lazar, it means Rabbi Lazar ben Shamua. Not like we just said, Rabbi Lazar ben Shimon. Okay. Says the Gemara, we just finished saying that there's a that they hold that it's one kedusha. If I have an eruv that was eaten, I don't need another eruv. It goes for all forty-eight hours. Says the Gemara, Epoch. I need a flip. and instead of yaitze, la yaitze. The green turns red, and therefore. It matches this list right over here. So, whoever was green turns into red. Says Gemara, Yahachi Hainu Rebbe. If you're going to turn Reb Shimon Gamaliel and Reb Shmuel into red, guess who else is red? Rebbe. What's going on here? Says the Gemara. So, what? Rebbe, it should be Rebbe, Reb Shimon Gamaliel, and Reb Shmuel. Says the Gemara. Ema, Vechainoma, Reb Shimon Gamaliel. Rebbe says this, but also Reb Shimon Gamaliel and. and, and and Rabbi Shmuel. And it says here, V'chulu, by the way. Rabbi Shmuel ben Rabbi Yechon ben Breika. It's too long to say his name. The of Nami, Rabbi. So then why is Rabbi not on this list? Here's the red list. Rabbi, V'chein, Rabbi Shem Gamliel, and Rabbi Shmuel. Eh? This is in red. Look at this list. Who's missing from this list? Rabbi. Number one on the list should be Rabbi. Why is he not here? Says the Gemara, Tani because he himself doesn't hold of it. He mentions it as a Tana. He's saying over that Rabbi Shimon Gamliel and Rabbi Shmuel they hold of it, but he himself doesn't hold of it. 
Maybe Rabbi Shimon Gamliel and Rabbi Shmuel just mentioned it and said it over from the Rebbe, but they themselves don't hold it. Why is Rebbe any different than Rabbi Shimon Gamliel? Says the Gemara, Rav Gemara Gomer Law. Rav had a Kabbalah from his Rabbeim, who holds what and not. He knew that Rabbi Shimon Gamliel and Rabbi Shmuel hold that you're not Yoytza with the Erev that was eaten. Rebbe himself doesn't hold of that. Says the Gemara, Kinoyach Nafshei the Rav Huna. When I was learning this Gemara, I didn't understand. What does the Ptira, when Rav Huna was Nifter, Rav Chizda went into the base Medrash and he asked a question, a Stira. What, what's the connection one to the other? If he was his Rebbe, why did he go in? What's the connection? No, so it's the exact opposite. The Meritz Chayus says, and also, it's brought down from the Marsham. The Marsham says that this is a beautiful pshat. The Marsham is Reb Shalom Shvadron's, if you know Reb Shalom Shvadron from the Maggot Speaks, you know, Reb Pesach Kron's series of Svar. His grandfather is the Marsham. Marsham says this is a beautiful pshat. I love the pshat. It, it just fit in. Kinoyach Nafshid Ravuna, where Ravuna is left? Also, he says, because the Gemara in Baba Metziah, Daflamet Gimel, says that Rav Chizda and Ravuna were in a big fight. They said that somebody insulted each other. They insult, for 40 years, they wouldn't talk to each other. So Rav Chizda had to stay away from the base measure for 40 years. Can you imagine? He was exploding. He had all these caches for 40 years. That minute the Ravuna was nifter, he ran, mad dash to the base medrash, and he started spilling it all out. What do you guys say about this? What you... So he said, the first thing he says, Lumirma, the Rav Adarav, a tremendous kasha, a stereo, contradiction around. Me, Omer Rav Aloha, Kedalat, Skene, Valibe, the Rebeleza, Domash, Te, Kedusha, Sein, Look at this list. Rav says that all these skenim hold like, like Rebbe Yezer. That it's two gedushas. Va'itmar Shabbos v'yantiv. Rav Omar. By Shabbos v'yantiv, when it comes to an egg, right? First Mishnah Mesech is Beitza. Beitza, no de If an egg was born on one day, it's, it's usher on the following day. Omar Rav. So, why is it that an egg that was born on Shabbos should be usher on the following day Yontif? Like in our, in our on, on Rosh Hashanah coming up, if an egg was born on the first day on Shabbos, it's usher to eat it on the second day. Doesn't that prove to me that it's Gdusha Achas? It's one long Gdusha. Why should it be usher the second day? It wasn't Noilat on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. It was not on the first day. It should be usher that day. The second day should never be usher. Right? If an egg was born on Friday, is it also on Shabbos? No. So why if it was born on Shabbos, it should be also on the second, on the, on the second day of Yantif? Omer Rabba, what's the connection? This, the Tanya, so we already touched upon Achana, Isidai Raisa. The Tanya, V'hoyo Bayam Ashishi, some most Rishonim, Taisis. V'hoyo Bayam Ashishi. It's talking about the man. You have to gather the man on Friday. Ve'ichinu. And prepare it. In other words, only on Friday you prepare for Shabbos the man. You cannot prepare from Yantif to Shabbos. And certainly not from Shabbos to Yantif. So that's why an egg created on Shabbos is also on the following day Yantif. In our Mishnah we learned on Yantif. Right? If you have a piece of bread, you're concerned that an animal is going to eat it. On Yantif you walk all the way to your Erev, you place it down again for Shabbos. Isn't that preparing for Shabbos? On Yontav, you're walking. 
He's preparing. He's walking on Yontav with an Erev, placing the Erev down, making an Erev on Yontav. So what? So they could walk 2,000 Amas on Shabbos. Amazing. I'm allowed to walk, says Rabbi. I'm allowed to walk all the way to there. Nothing happened. No Erev will happen. When does the Erev, when is the Erev Chal? When Shabbos comes in. That's when the area of Ischal. It's big Chiddush. I'm going to see a little bit more. Why is that not considered preparing? Are you allowed to walk somewhere to get a taxi as Shabbos comes out? Are you, what are you, over here it says yes. I'm allowed to walk with my bread all the way through the desert because the Erev doesn't happen until Shabbos itself. If it would happen on Yontif, you're preparing from Yontif to Shabbos. But I, it only happens after nightfall. Only Rabbi, Shabbos prepares itself. Says the Gemara, if that's the case, didn't we learn the other day that if a person has a kli that's tame and has food in it, and you didn't take away the maiseris, but if you're going to take maiser and say whatever's inside the kli is maiser, this kli is a tful yoyim. It was in the mikvah, but it wasn't hair of shemesh, it wasn't nightfall yet, so it's metama trumas and maiseris. Or make the maiser inside tame. I'll make the truma tummy. So um, what do I say? I say when, when it becomes night, that's when it should be chal. Now, if the Erev is chal, Shabbos, later on, so first what happened was it became miser, immediately became miser. Later on, here, let's say this is, you see it's still light outside, this is benashmashas. It becomes like we had all sugi, chichsef hashemesh, it becomes red, dark. So you have nine minutes over here, let's say. Here's where it becomes meiser. Here's where your Erev should be chal. Why is that not good? In that case of wine in a, in a jar, that's a, a tful yom jar, we say you can't make an Erev. It flips into meiser, but you can't make an Erev. Why not? The Erev should be chal over here. Says the Gemara, Gemara, the bottom line is, I can't eat the meal. You have to be able to drink the wine, and he can't drink the wine, because he has no idea where, is it nighttime or not nighttime? He has no idea. Since he has no idea, he can't eat it. You're right, there's some sort of time here that the, 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 it became meiser, and it's royal, like you could eat it. Halakhically, you could eat it. But technically speaking, he has a problem. He doesn't know when. He, he doesn't know if he could. So it's not a meal that you could eat. Uh-oh. Okay. Rabbi say, I'm sorry, so we will stop here because of slichos. It's a big problem. We'll have to make it up. Sorry about that. We'll stop right here. If you want to stay for uh, Tehillim, please stay. I am actually going to go to slichos now in the middle of Tehillim. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, Rabbi Isai.